and welcome to the Select Sector Spider Sector Digest podcast for the week of February 12th, 2024. I'm your host, Paul Bayaki, ready to dig into all things sectors for the week ahead and look back at the week that was. And stop me if you've heard this before, another positive week for the S&P 500, up 1.37%. I believe that makes 14 of the past 15 weeks positive on the S&P 500. We're now trading at levels we haven't seen on the S&P 500, north of 5,000. And this market continues to rally higher, fueled by the sectors that are most critical to the market's movement. Technology, best performing sector this week, up 2.79%. Consumer discretionary, up 1.45%, shaking off some of the weakness we've seen in some of the key holdings in that sector recently. Communication services, on the other hand, down 71 basis points. But all in all, this is a market that continues to lurch higher, driven largely by a number of macro and microeconomic dynamics that we'll get into. But you look at the breakdown again this week, healthcare up 1.43%, one of the better performing sectors, slightly outperforming the S&P 500. That's a sector that had Pretty good fourth quarter earnings. As we talked about previously, the outlook for earnings growth for healthcare is robust both in 2024 and in 2025. That's a sector that a lot of the sell side research is re rating higher. You also had the flip side of that sort of cyclically oriented nature, growth oriented nature of technology and consumer discretionary, which was staples down 1.43%. Utilities, the worst performing sector this week, down. 1.98%. And you sort of think about what was expected at the beginning of last year, what the momentum was at year end and year end 2023, I should say. And here we are with a market, at least from a leadership perspective, that looks a lot more like 2023 than it did 2022. And just evidence of that is energy was down 23 basis points last week. It's had some volatility once again early in 2024. But the the data this week, as I said last week, wasn't all that robust. We did have ISM services, which beat, and that's the 13th straight month of expansion for the ISM services index. And also, if you just take out one month in 2023, ISM services has been in expansion since the COVID bottom in 2020. So the services sector remains robust. We did get some commentary there that I think is instructive because in some ways what they're thinking about is also what a lot of investors and advisors are thinking about. So the overall growth rate increase in January is attributable to faster growth of new orders, employment, and suppliers deliveries index. The majority of respondents indicate that business is steady. They're optimistic about the economy due to the potential impact of interest rate cuts. Sound familiar? However, they are cautious due to inflation, associated cost pressures, and ongoing geopolitical conflicts. If I could sum up a lot of the conversations I have with advisors about the outlook for 2024 and beyond, that does a pretty good job of it. So service companies are thinking about the economy in the same way that a lot of advisors and analysts are thinking about the economy. Anticipation of rate cuts, net positive. Strength of employment, net positive. New orders, generally speaking, positive, but a little bit cautious because of inflation, 
cost pressures associated with inflation, and then geopolitical conflicts globally. So I thought that was a really interesting insight into an index that is just numbers when you see it printed on CNBC or on your website that you go to for financial media. But some of the commentary there, I think, is instructive. So the trade deficit also printed this week. It was basically in line. But the real interesting part of the week and outside of the actual data was the 10 different Fed governors and presidents we heard speaking. And it seemed to be pretty unequivocal in the sense that a lot of these guys and gals were talking about just how cautious they need to be with interest rates, specifically not to cut rates too quickly and the fact that we don't necessarily want to cut rates too aggressively. Even Kashkari said two to three rate cuts is appropriate in his comments on CNBC. Governor Kugler said caution is quote unquote prudent. So the punchline from the Fed seems to be the market is moving and sentiment, ISM services sentiment, advisor sentiment, investor sentiment, retail sentiment, et cetera, et cetera, is, is moving based on the anticipation that we're going to get rate cuts. And yet Powell said it on the back of the last rate meeting, and we're seeing these Fed governors and presidents also saying this, don't expect rate cuts too soon. We're going to do what's prudent. We're going to be cautious. And yet the market continues to shrug that off and move higher. On the flows front, we were basically flat for the week when you net everything out. We did see big create in XLF on Friday, but on a rolling one-week basis, we saw 6.5 million redeemed out of XLB or materials, and then we saw 4 million created in XLP and 3.6 million created in XLY, which is somewhat interesting just because you're talking about a defensive and a cyclical, but both plays on the consumer. So take with that what you will. Now, the sector in focus this week is utilities. And I know it's a boring sector. I know it's not the sector that a lot of people wake up during the week thinking about, largely because it's a small weighting in the S&P 500. It's very defensive. It's very boring. It's highly regulated, et cetera, et cetera. But it was the worst performing sector last year by a pretty significant margin. It's the worst performing sector once again here in 2024. And you look at it from a valuation perspective, and it's trading at a discount to the market almost across every single metric, price to earnings, price to book, price to cash flow. And yet, this isn't a sector that has a lot of economic tailwinds right now, outside, of course, of the anticipation that the Fed may, in fact, cut interest rates. Now, utilities is a sector that historically people come to for defensive orientation and specifically yield. And when interest rates are high, the competition for yield is much greater. When interest rates are coming down or are lower, then the competition for yield is lower and utilities provides a way to get income off of the equity sleeve of a portfolio and a sector that's defensive. But if there's no expectation of a recession here in 2024. And for the most part, there isn't outside of, as we've talked about, the conference board predicting a shallow recession in Q1 or Q2 and real GDP growth shy of 1%, then utilities and defensive sectors like that aren't necessarily where the market's going to rotate. That's not where models are going to be. That's not where your sector analysts are going to point you in. Sell-side research on the utilities sector remains extremely negative. And when you look at the biggest stock in the sector, Nextera, it has had a really poor run of both earnings results and performance. And that has dragged on a sector that, again, 
has a lot of economic headwinds. The, the state of leverage in the utility sector remains very high. And with rates where they are, and at least over the course of the past month or so climbing, that undermines a highly leveraged sector from a performance perspective. We've seen it in the regional banking segment of financials. We've seen it in other sectors of the market that do have significant leverage. So utilities is a sector that if you're concerned about a rotation to defensive segments of the market, if you're concerned about a recession, if you do think that the Fed is going to cut rates sooner than later, and that that attractiveness of the yield, which continues to creep up as the sector continues to decline, it may be a sector that starts to see flow and starts to see relative performance. But until that happens, this is and remains one of the most challenged sectors in the market. And when you look at it relative to its defensive peer group, staples and healthcare, it's also lagged those two sectors, both year to date and in 2023. So utilities isn't a sector that a lot of people think about. It doesn't represent a large allocation of most investor portfolios. But it is a sector that's instructive in terms of what it means and what it says for the economic dynamics that were laid out in that ISM services report. And of course, the economic dynamics that are so dominant in the market, Fed policy, the level of inflation, the level of interest rates, and the level of economic activity. So with that, let's look ahead to next week. Economic data is robust this week. We get CPI and PPI, so it's inflation week. We also get retail sales, we get preliminary consumer sentiment, and we get home builder confidence. So those are all pretty significant reports of varying shades, of course. CPI and PPI are, of course, much more critical to market psychology at this point in time than retail sales, consumer sentiment, or home builder confidence. But the other three, after you get past that inflation data reporting, are instructive in terms of the state of the consumer, the outlook for the consumer, and the state of the housing market, which of course has largely been driven by new home sales as opposed to existing home sales. On the earnings front, we got 60 or so more S&P 500 companies reporting this week. We do hear from Coca-Cola, which is 9% of XLP, the consumer staples, select sector spider. We're going to hear from Ecolab, which is a big weighting in XLB or materials. We're going to hear from a key name in XLRE, Equinix, as well as Welltower. Equinix, of course, a data center company in the real estate segment, something we've talked about quite a bit. Energy names will be reporting as well. Some pipeline companies, Oxy will be reporting. And then finally, in utilities, Southern Company, which is a significant weighting in that sector as well. So another week in which, depending on what sector you're looking at, you're going to hear from companies that are influential in that sector and can give you, hopefully, some direction as to what guidance looks like and what expectations are for 2024. So with that, I'd like to thank everyone for joining me once again. My name is Paul Bayaki, Chief ETF Strategist at SSNC Alps Advisors. A couple notes. For those of you who will be down at Exchange Conference in Miami, would love to see you. Please stop by the SSNC Alps booth. Look forward to connecting in person. And also, as always, please visit sectorspiders.com for everything sectors, research, market insights, perspectives, and everything in between. Have a great week. Catch you next time.